You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I just need to know what happened in that 60 years. That's Some all I want to know. Lots happened, apparently. Well, I guess 10 of it would be mine. So I guess there's 50 years in there that I don't understand. That are unaccounted for? Did you get Basically, some, like, gossip about it? No, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of gossip. Mm. Like, I don't know. There's something that happened in there, and there's something before. But I did definitely find out uh, a lot of things, though, about... Uh, I did find out a lot more than I maybe wanted to know. Okay. But yet, I'm kind of glad that I do know. All right. Well, I'm excited to learn these okay, things. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain okay. what's going on. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A couple of things of note here. <laughs> I do want to say this. Uh, don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link. It really does help us out, everybody. Even though you get tired of us repetitively telling you to do so, it's because it really does sense Sincerely help us out. So if you remember to go to funemploymentradio.com, click on that Amazon link. It really does assist us in continuing to do the show. Sarah's and please and thank you. Trying to earn some money today. So here's uh, what's going on. <laughs> so here's what's happening behind the scenes. Um, you know, we have our studio here in Southeast Portland. And uh, if you're listening live, you'll notice that we're obviously broadcasting a little late today. And that was because there was an incident that occurred um, with someone in this room's brand new computer. That was just purchased for them at the behest of, well, because they complained about it a lot. And then the other person didn't get a new computer because the funds were appropriated towards one oh, side of this room. that is not accurate. And... We do have some set-aside funds that we can use. <laughs> oh, no, but no. Mine actually 100% stopped working, except for when I had attached another spare key. It, it just got really clunky uh-huh. and really slow. I was missing keys. Okay. And it is just... The dirtiest computer I think I've ever seen. So that makes no sense because now you're talking about an old computer. Old let's computer. let's explain what happened. I'm sorry, you're kind Sarah's of a little discombobulated. So you know, all of a sudden you're like coming at me like because we you allocated the funds to get somebody else a computer and not me. I'm like, geez, I didn't know we were going that route. I didn't know. I really like the computer. Okay, Sarah, do you want to say what uh, what has happened? Oh, I'm so frustrated. Okay, so yesterday I was actually at the home of one uh, Greg Nibbler, who I'm excited to hear the story about because I know what he's going to be talking about eventually because I haven't heard it yet. Um, anyway, I was over there because we were working on a bunch of stuff, uh, not only for the Brewers' Cup, which is, of course, coming up not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, September 17th, uh, starts at 11 a.m. Of course, a free live show we're going to be doing, and then it's going to be shenanigans all day. They'll ensue. It is. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, That's so uh, September Brewers 17th. Cup. We just got the trophies made. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm so excited to see like the whole to-do when it's done. Anyway, so last night I was very inspired because I started um, creating like some logos for uh, you know for the Brewers Cup, just finishing that stuff up, and also for uh, something that for the event on December 2nd. For the event that's happening on December 2nd. And I had worked really hard on this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is is so awesome. Like, I felt really good about it. So, of course, that's when a five-month-old puppy decides to start bounding around the room. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. So Greg's roommate, who's one of my good friends, too, uh, his name's Chris. And Chris uh, made us wine spritzers, which are basically what it is. It's a lot of soda water and, like, a little bit of white wine. And... um, 
and he set it next to my or it was it was next to my next to my computer. And Ollie is this big floppy puppy. Like he's what like fifty pounds now. Ollie is yeah about fifty pounds. And he just mm-hmm. he really doesn't understand how how like big he is because he is a puppy. He's a baby. But he's a big baby, and you know, and his like appendages get out. Like he just kind of falls down sometimes because he doesn't quite know how to, like, lay down properly. He'll just be like a thud, or like just run into something, tip over. So uh, he was running around, very excited, and he ran right into the glass that was next to my computer, promptly spilling the entire thing all over my keyboard. And then all of a sudden, computer just stopped working. The computer stopped working. So. But it did, but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it did shut itself down. I wonder if that was like a protector thing. Um, Macs are kind of smart when it comes to that because they like to have the thing where if you drop them. I don't know about that part. Uh, I, do, I do know you have a, a solid state drive, so that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have a hard, uh, hard disk drive like like uh well like like what I have in this the solid state drive will help um but uh the the bottom line is this so the computer after much debate is not covered under warranty but is now in a repair shop hopefully hopefully we'll know in about a week they gave me a 75% um, chance that it might make it yeah so we'll find out uh, what went on with it but you know we're a small business so every little piece of equipment does help and uh, and that's a that's a good piece of equipment so hopefully we'll get it back and we'll be back in action uh, about a week from now but in the in the meantime in the interim I am sans computer she's sans computer which means that I have to run the sounds so that's why I just want to make sure that everybody knows that um that you know, I I may mess up the sounds here occasionally. So it might sound a little as different we're, as we're doing it. But I figured, you know, I could also like add in different things since Sarah is the one normally the one who presses all the buttons here on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not good with the button pressing. You know, I'm good with the with my side of it. Sarah does all the button pressing for when it comes to the uh, the sounds and balancing all that and making sure it is. So I thought maybe you know now would be the time since since we are kind of like starting kind of fresh right now. That we could, you know, add in different things and add in different elements to the show. Wait, you what? Know, this was not on the list. What are you? Like, oh my! We God. could, you know, spice it up a little bit since I'm in charge now. Wait, you did not put this on the list. I actually have your list pulled up on my two. I have my phone in front of me and this old. I think we need to pepper in some different things and here. This old like Kindle Fire that I have that I've never used, so I'm trying to like use both things like uh. one. For- I thought we would just add this in. We'll test it out today. This was not on your we'll list. We'll see if we can add in some more sound effects. Just Why to are like, they still laughing? Make it stop. I don't know. That one last, lasted a long time. I think we kind of like it. See, it's already in the live chat. People are definitely into it. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to try to test these out. And Sarah, I think, yeah, oh, would agree. Yeah, someone said DJ a- Dylan on the buttons. Oh, no. Please do not <laughs> mistake that shit show for what I do over here. That is all Greg. It's at the beginning of that Santana song. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> oh my! God. All right, so we're, we'll we'll test it out. Since I am running the sounds here, Sarah. I mean, it is your computer that's gone. I know a dog spilled wine on it, but I mean, at the same time, Damn I feel like dog. this. Since I'm in charge. You know, I think it's my right to kind of go and spice things up. So we'll see how that works out through as we go through the show. At least you didn't find like clown like horn honks or anything. Oh, you what? You think I didn't find clown clown things? What the hell is? I that? don't know. There's just these weird sounds. What did so you even find? Words. Did you look up like weirdsounds.com? What is going on? Gross, Greg. Seriously. 
That was like so squirty sounding. <laughs> oh, I know that was really bad. That was like really bad. Okay, yeah. Mary, well, there was a we'll re- skip see, that one. now if anyone's like Sarah, what does Sarah do? What does she contribute? Not I keep that. the I keep the balance going because Greg cannot control. He can't handle running the sound. I know. I Listen to this lack of control that he has. There's right a now. there's a real big lack of control of, that's going on right now. So I'm gonna I'm I'll, on to five. Whoa, I don't know what that one was. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Let's, get, let's move on. Let's move on to something else um, as, we, uh, as we go through the show. So we'll have that there. That's true. I'm the classy sound maker over here. Uh, Courtney's pointing She's out. a classy one. All right, well, let's, kinda, let's keep the show moving along. We're going to go on to something else. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you. Greg, that's you long much. enough. That Keelan is asking, so this is what the show would sound like if there was no Sarah. Yeah, I know, probably. It'd just be me and like a bunch of sound effects. Like playing sound effects and then just laughing to himself. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I'd be like. (laughs) Jasmine in the live chat says Greg is drunk with power. It's true. Such power. All right. Let's get back to. Let's get back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, And it is this. So I found out something this weekend. It was actually pretty amazing. And I don't even think I posted about this. and, And I haven't talked about it. Sarah knows a little bit. I uh, caught the tail end you the because tail we were end. meeting up, and I got to see that I got to see part of it, but I don't know exactly what happened. Yes, and so I'll just kind of start from the beginning. And I do have to say this: I own a home in Southeast Portland. Oh Jesus! The house is from 1907. It's 110 years old. We did a ghost investigation of the house. You can see it at funemploymentradio.com/store. Nightmare at Nibblers. There's been weird things that have happened, but it is you know. A, it's a 110-year-old house, which for Portland, that's pretty old. There's not, that, that's kind of getting to the older range on Portland homes. You know, we're not dealing with something where it's, uh, you know, it's not like the East Coast where you have houses from the, like 1600s or something. No, that's very old because you for were Portland, one of the, that's old. You were one of like the, old, like the older houses, like one of the only houses in that area, right? Yeah. Because you're older than a lot of the other. Uh, slightly. Slightly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've lo- taken a look. I'm, my house is like. One of the a, first settlers around that area. One of the first settlers, yeah, in the uh, section of East Portland where I'm at. So not very, not too long after that, I think the other houses sprung up, but it was a couple years where it was just mine. I'm sorry, could I just really quick before we end with the, end the wine thing, I just want to mm-hmm. say your roommate just texted me and he just bought us wine. Sippy cups. <laughs> <laughs> they don't st- so that this never happens. Probably again. a smart idea. Probably a smart Probably idea. Probably a smart idea. All right. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, oh, quick in the live chat. I am seeing something. I have to get the my old the Nibbler show. This is just a quick side note. People are saying uh, Greg Hendry and that I would have different personalities, and different characters. That's what the Nibbler show was. That was the show I did for like five years. That's mm-hmm. what that was. Is I voiced all the different characters, and then I found out who Phil Hendry was, and I was like, shit. Phil Hendry's been doing this the entire time, uh, so it's not original that I've been doing it. But yeah, no, I, I, I'll put up some of my old episodes. You can check those out. All right, but back to this. So I, I own the home, 110-year-old home, and so there's a lot that I don't know about it. And we have talked about this on the show, and I find that stuff kind of fascinating um, about you know the history of all of these different things in uh, in in Portland, and, yeah, and just is. with houses and just who's lived there or what's gone on because I don't know, you know, and that's part of it's part of the fun of it, but it's also part, weird because I find different random things throughout my time in the house. I've found different. We we've talked about well, and that's of cool this, about but. you owning a house because like I sometimes wonder who has lived in my apartment before me because my building is about the. It's I think the same age if a little, a little bit older than yours. Yeah. And um yeah cuz I wonder cuz I know it was a hotel like I think about all the people who have stayed in there over the oh, yeah. years and then like you know who else lived there before me cuz I know somebody lived up there for a long time before I did. Yeah. So I mean there's who knows. Who knows? I, I, that's kind of a fun thing for me to try to speculate but there's not a lot of records 
And I do have a question for everybody listening that I'm going to ask here in just a little bit, but I, I don't have a lot of records as far as the history of the house. I know like kind I know the person I bought it from was my friend Megan but she had only lived there for a year and the person she bought it from had done the renovation so it was just like a buy it and flip it kind of thing and before that it's kind of a big blank space like I have some records that I found for permits um, like back in the 40s but other than that I don't know much about any previous person with the house and that's that's where I'm getting with this so I was there on Saturday I was at home and I got a knock on the door, which is, you know, this. Oh, are you trying to add in different sound effects, too? I don't think I have a door knock. I was just knock. using my, like, human sound effects. All right, if you want to add in those kinds of sound effects, I guess we can do that. Because I'm, I'm lacking those kinds of ones. So I'm going to have to take a look here and see if I can I really, if I can it, and some. if I had the sound right now, I would be playing some sort of, like, either old-timey or some sort of, like, mysteriously haunting music. But I have them all unfortunately tabbed on my computer that is sitting in a repair shop. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it, they'd be called. But I think you need, like, some very soft music for the story. Okay, well, I didn't prepare for this because, again, you're the button presser. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Like, how, what kind of, uh, what, what kind of sound do you think I should have for this? Um, well, it depends. Like, is the story scary? Is it old-timey? No, nah, it's not really scary. It's is old-timey, it, it I guess. Is it a mystery? Um, not necessarily a mystery. I mean... What's so interesting? I, want, I don't know what that was. I'm finding old-timey music. Sometimes you would have a six-note. Oh, no, that's somebody, like, explaining it. Uh, but, Sarah, I'm not good at this. This isn't my forte. I know, Greg. I'm figuring that out. You know, I'm just, I'm just kind of glad that I'm proving myself right now. The bottom line is... I do bring something to the table. You know, I'm doing the best I can, and I just appreciate everybody's support because I'm, I'm really trying. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. I think the people will forgive me. All right, I don't have any old-timey music. Uh, sorry. Uh, so here's what happened. <laughs> I was there on Saturday, like I said, and waiting for um, – I was going to end up meeting up with Sarah and a few of her friends because we're going to go have barbecue. Blah, blah, blah. Hanging out at home by myself, as I like to do, eating a burrito. Um, and I, it was one of those moments where I thought I had the house to myself, so I kind of I kind of relax a little bit when I'm alone. I'm probably explaining this a little bit yeah, too much. Yeah, the way but- you're explaining it makes it sound like – Really weird. I play my video game, which I'm still playing the video game that I got from Jason from Well Adjusted Gamer, uh, which is a, a podcast here on Fun Employment Radio. I'm still playing the L.A. Noir game, so I'm playing that. And I'm eating a burrito, and that's kind of like a, a good. Are you shirtless in your underwear? I wasn't actually shirtless at this point. Generally speaking, when nobody else is home, yes, I am shirtless, and I, I generally am shirtless when I'm when I'm at home alone. But I was not dead at this point, thankfully, because I got a knock on the door. And a lot of times I'll just kind of ignore. Yes, good job, Sarah. You got that. So a lot of times people are saying there needs to be sad music. A lot of times, uh, you know, I won't answer the door, if it, especially if it's on a weekend, because I just assumed it's somebody that wants to s- try to sell me something or scam mm-hmm. me out of something. You know, I'm very untrustworthy of people. So Shocked. So, but I, so out of character. But I opened the door this time because I noticed. At least you opened the door. I, you know, I don't open the door. Yeah. I mean, and I opened it because it, I was like. Okay, that that looks like an older person who's out here on my front porch. Like, clearly, maybe there's something wrong. So I decided to do that. I opened the door, and it was uh, – good job. Good job on that one. It was uh, a lady. She looked uh, – I mean, she looked great. She looked like she was in her 60s or 70s, I would say, if I had to guess. And she, she said, you know, I don't want to bother you. Um, hi. You know, my name is so-and-so. We'll call her Sally. My name is Sally. Sally. And I don't want to bother you, but uh, I used to live in this house 60 years ago. <laughs> and that's what she said right off the bat. She's like, I used to live in this house 60 years ago. And um, 
and I I was kind of taken aback at first because one, you know, I wasn't expecting to really have a conversation like that when I opened the door. Also, my burrito was all over the table, so I felt a little bit embarrassed of that. And I'm, um, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's that's really interesting. Like I've never you know met anybody that that's actually that lived actually here lived before. In yeah, house. other than yeah. the person I bought it from. She's like, I I don't well, want to be anyone, a bother. You haven't met anyone living. No, I know somebody living who lived there, the person I bought the house from. Oh, no, I was just making a joke that, you know, you met Eunice and, and company. Well, let me get uh, through this story here. So um, uh, she asked if she could come in the house. Can I come inside? She wasn't quite that old sounding, but that's pretty good. Okay. Okay, so if this is the reenactment that you're trying to do here? No, I don't, but I don't know what, I'm, what she tells you. So. Okay, so she comes into the house, and... I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird, just finding out about it. And she just starts looking around. She's looking at the walls, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And she's looking around, and she walks into the kitchen, and she's just kind of staring at everything. Um, I can tell she's, like, trying to place things. She's like, okay, I don't know. Was this here? Let me guess. Were you, like, dying inside? Because even when Greg's house is, like, totally spotless, like, he's freaking out because he thinks it's dirty. Yes, I was. I was yeah, very I embarrassed about that. I bet I can just that. already I was, see it. I bet you were just freaking out. I actually out. over-explained it. I was like, I was just getting ready to clean. I'm sorry about the burrito wrappers on, on the table, and then there's dishes in the sink, and I was getting ready to clean. I'm really embarrassed about it. Yeah, I said it like three times to her. I, I over-explained You did the it. classic over-explaining. I over-talked. You did the Sarah. I did, because I was going to be cleaning later that day, and I'm like, oh, man. Um, so anyway, she's looking around, and I start talking to her, and it's it's real. It's legit. So she said that she actually graduated from a high school that's nearby in 1961. So she lived there. Um, here's the story that I got. She lived there between the ages of 7 and seven and 16, like somewhere in there, so about 10 years. She, she lived, was born, what, like, like 43, maybe? Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah I suppose something like that, yeah. And... And she just started talking about the house and about her time there. And there were, there were a few really interesting things. One, there was like some walls that weren't there that were like French doors going out. Apparently, my house used to have a, um, a giant deck on one side of it. Like a, what on the front? Like a wood deck off to, the, off to a, the east side of the house. There used to be a deck. Really? Yeah, which is weird because there's no doors or windows so like near, or like next to your like driveway or something. Yeah, uh huh. There used to be a deck over there, I guess. Weird. There used to be like she started telling me about different things about the house and that it, you know there used to be a chicken coop in the backyard and I find that you know that kind of stuff really fascinating that she had she had chickens or some kind of birds mm-hmm. that she took care of. Um, there used to be all these other houses across the street that are no longer there. And and just started talking about the neighborhood, but there and telling me some things about the basement. I guess there used to be a workbench, and it was just really interesting to did me to learn about room? this. I did. I showed her the gimp room. Was it not which, there? If you don't know, the gimp room is a room that at some point was dug out inside of my house. There's a lot of weird things there that was dug out out of one side of the basement, but the door to it's pretty much flush with the wall, so you wouldn't really know it's there at all unless somebody showed you. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't even realize there's a room there. And so somebody had dug that out at some point. She wasn't sure. She's like, I don't remember for sure, but this might have been because I wasn't allowed to come down here, hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. That's a different time back then. I it's mean, it's a different era. Yeah, different era. Like fifties. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it would have been the fifties. And I asked her about the attic because I live in a converted attic. That's it's converted. She's so that's my bedroom right now. Apparently, when she lived there, it was not converted. And this is one of the mysteries. Again, if you go take a look at Nightmare at Nibblers, which is on funemploymentradio.com slash store, uh, you can get a much better idea of everything that I'm talking about because uh, you, you get to see all of the inside of my house pretty much. 
And she said when she was there, the attic was not converted. It was an actual attic, which is like mm. slats that you had to walk across. She said they didn't go up there very much. Oh, so it was just like a regular like storage attic? Regular storage attic. Oops. Sorry, that's coming Again, through for mine. Greg's in control of the sounds. Right yeah, now. that was me. I don't know. Random advertisement popped up. Um, so, yeah. So, so it was not finished when she was there. But here's the really strange things. This is part of what she told me that I find a little bit odd. Oh, odd. Okay. Uh, Just now cue scary music, Greg. I don't have scary music pulled up. I can't do it and talk at the same time. I just can't do it. I know you can. I do it. And I feel, I, I know that you're a multitasker. It's like, yeah, but I don't up, know where to go to because then I'm going to hit something that's going to be an advertisement if I try to do it. Look instrumental music on YouTube. And then look at one that looks like it's like an hour and a half long. Then start it like ten minutes in, and then just slowly. See, but now I gotta wait for an advertisement. Mm. This is really hard to do uh, while I'm while I'm trying to talk about this. See, that was good. You did a great job. Okay. Now turn it down a little bit. Okay. So here's what she told me. Number one. Actually, this part's not the creepy part, but apparently there used to be a toilet on my back porch. Just like an <laughs> open-air toilet. She's like, yeah. Wait, she's on like, the actual porch? Because you still yes. have like that little porch back yes. there. Yes, she on said. On that porch? Yes, yeah. Because she goes, like, is it still one bathroom? I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, oh, that's cool, because we also had a toilet on the back porch. And I guess they used to have one with like, a little like pulse, like slat thing, so you could... It, like it was outdoors. Like, an out, like your back porch was like an, an outhouse. Like an open-air outhouse, and they had a little uh, gate thing they could pull over to block it off from the street so people couldn't see you. But she was like, yeah, no, it's just an open-air toilet on the back porch. Have you ever looked underneath your deck? Yeah, I have, but I, now I need to look and see if there's actually plumbing down there. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. That's Apparently there was. Weird. Okay, but here's the weird thing. She did talk about her mother. And her mother didn't live there the entire time that she was there. Her mother only lived a portion. And I got the, I got the sense that the mother was a bit off. Huh. Okay. Off how? Um, it sounded like there was some maybe uh, some substance abuse issues, but also she just said she was a really strange lady. And I guess when she lived there, the entire living room of my house was painted red, like dark red blood red ceiling included what the entire thing was did she say blood red or she didn't say blood red but i mean she's like dark red yeah bright red yeah like red yeah like a red red whole thing was painted red how is that possible because you're it's white now right red is impossible i know because i've painted something red I painted a, a kitchen of mine red years ago that shit is hard to cover up well you sand it off Oh. Yeah. There's, there's other ways than just painting over it. Wow. Sorry, I didn't know you were such a professional painter. Uh, so it was solid red, the entire thing. And on top of that, the bathroom was painted solid black. She said with black fixtures, everything was black in the room. That's awesome. Dude, solid that totally black. sounds like a house that I would have loved. And com- a blood red room? Blood red living room? The ceiling's a little weird. Well, no, I think that would look kind of cool. The ceiling, too. I think that's very strange. I think that's cool. A black bathroom with She was black also fixtures? kind of mysterious about when she left. She's just like, and then she was no longer in the picture. 
And then she said it was just her and her dad that lived there. Now, I'm not implying anything nefarious happened. Did she say happened. she died? No. She said she, did she say she left? She was no longer in the picture. Hmm. So, I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm not going to ask too many questions. And, I'm, I'm again, I'm not implying anything. This was a very nice woman. But she just kind of glossed over that part. And then she said it was just her and her dad that lived so, there. So, I have to ask the question. I mean, did you... You, I hope you did. Did you ask her if there was ever anything weird that happened in the house when she lived there? Yes. And? She doesn't remember. Oh. <laughs> That's the bottom line. She doesn't remember. She said she, she had to think about it. She was really young when she lived there. She was like, it was a really weird time. Um... Keelan is saying the color red doesn't strike him as anything insane. An entire room t- painted ceiling and walls red seems very strange to me for a for a living room. Well, I mean, in it the seems fi- very like in unnerving. The, like, the, in the fifties, was that something that was popular? I mean, it was kind of the really bright colors, like color schemes. I mean, but red, a whole room, ceiling, walls, and everything painted bright red does kind of have the. It seems the watermark weird. I, of a crazy person. I could try to bring it back and try and paint the whole thing red. You should totally paint your living room red. It's so white right now. Put some pizzazz into it. Paint the entire thing red. Yeah. Um. So so anyway so yeah anyway the person was no longer in the picture. She did tell me that she's got a bunch of pictures of the place. <gasps> so eventually I do want to see those. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get a, get a hold of those from her. And I will say I did I did see her at the tail end. Just said hello. I didn't really know the story and I'm. Like Greg, tell me on the show. Yeah, but she seemed like a very nice lady. She was a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. She was, and the but the uh, but what happened after that? That's the thing. I don't know. That's like one little segment. So how of long this were house. they there? Well, like I said, they're about ten years, and so it's just one segment of this one hundred ten year history of my house. I want to be able to figure out the rest of it. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know who built this house, and I don't know where to go to do that. So maybe if somebody has any information or tips for me. I mean, I know I've heard people say go to the city before, but where do you go at the city? Like, who do you talk to or what kind of records do you go through? Because I would love any help or advice that someone has. Um, just let me know because I, I want to I figure out who owned I want to figure out who built this house. Like, I want to figure out the mystery of this house. Hmm. What happened there? Because something asso- happened in the last just 60 years. One more question. Does she, did she seem like she associated, like, good memories with the house or not so good memories? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to, like, grill the lady, you know. I wasn't going to grill her on Sally, on on her childhood too much. Um, it seemed uh, seemed a little of both. Okay. Seemed a little of both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to figure out the rest of the history of the house. That's what I want to get to. Yeah, Ed's saying Google. I, I can't find much on Google for for my place. All right, um, well, once I get my computer working again someday, then I'm going to try and help you find out. Okay. All okay. right. You'll do that for me. Well, anyway, there we go. That's what I found out this weekend. I thought it was pretty interesting. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to find out some more stuff. As well, because we that's, that's nice of you to let her go in, too, because I remember yeah. uh, when my sister and I went to Seattle years and years ago, and um, we drove by the house that we used to live in off of Ravenna Avenue. Ravenna. Oh, it was not glamorous at the time. It was, I mean, it was a beautiful house, but the area itself was, uh, it was uh, near Wedgwood, if anyone's yeah. familiar with um, Seattle. And yeah, and, and there was a nice woman who was there and she let my sister and I, you know, two like young girls, like young, like early 20s girls come into her house and we could have totally like stolen something from her, but she was nice. It was so neat to see 
how well how much smaller everything looked from yeah. growing up. That was the coolest thing. But also, like, it was nice for her to like, allow us into her home just so we could take mm-hmm. a peek and see what it you know, looked like. Yeah, this woman was very uh, grateful. She kept saying, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. I want to hear the stories. Like, I want to know what went on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send her an email and ask her some more questions. But I want to find out before them and after them. Like, I want to find out the whole history of Will you house. ask her if she knew or knows anyone named Eunice? I was thinking about it. You have to. This is not an opportunity that presents itself very often. Okay, I'll ask her. Yeah. I'll ask her. Yeah. I'll write her an email and I'll ask her some specific questions that that aren't going to seem creepy. I've got to make it sure that it doesn't seem weird that I'm asking these things. I mean, like, don't scare her off. Yeah, I don't want to scare her off. Because I want to see the pictures of the house, but I will ask her. I will ask her about Eunice. I'll see if okay. she knows anybody you named have Eunice. To. Oh, man, that'll be weird. Okay, well, I'll do that. All right, well, um... I'm blowing up. Do you have my sounder? Because I I believe this to myself. I do have some world of crazy. Yay! Our trophies have shipped. Cool, for the Fun Employment yes. Radio Brewers Cup. For the Brewers Cup. We, yeah, we spent some money on them. They're high quality. They're... Super cool looking. I'm really excited. Awesome. And by cool looking, I mean they look like trophies, but they're really cool trophies. All right, let me find where I sent this. Here we go. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. There we go. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, sorry, I emailed this to myself this morning when I was trying to, like, makeshift my list. Yeah. From my from this Kindle thing that I've never used to my email, and then I couldn't really get it. So if I if it's a little spastic, it's because I don't know if I copied everything over correctly. All right, so first up. Pennsylvania police. are now having to deal with people being freaked out because someone is tying it-inspired balloons to sewer grates all around their city. Uh, yeah, so There's probably the going to be a lot of that with it coming out this weekend. I cannot wait to see it. Of course, It, the, it's the movie It, based on Stephen King's novel, which is just terrifying and wonderful. Uh, so that's a movie coming out this weekend, and police in a small town in southeastern Pennsylvania say a prankster has taken their love of Stephen King's horror novel too far. Too far. So this is in Littitz. Littitz? Littitz, Pennsylvania. The police department has been posting photos on their Facebook account uh, showing helium-filled red balloons tired to, uh, tied to sewer ga- uh, grates throughout the town. So they believe the prank is tied to the release of the new film adaptation of It, in which a shape-shifting monster, usually seen in the form of a terrifying clown, lives in the sewers and terrorizes and murders doesn't say murders, but it terrorizes, murders Spoilers. children in Maine. So the new film is set to be released tomorrow. Uh, so the police said a movie's coming to the theaters in two days, and local pranksters took it upon themselves to promote the movie. Now we give them points for creativity. However, we want the local... Well, they keep saying local prankster. It's like, okay, yes, you're very proud of yourself for saying the local, local pranksters. <laughs> However, we want the local prankster to know that we were terrified as we removed the balloons from the grates and didn't want to look inside of them, and we respectfully request that they do not do it again. That's what the police said? Yeah, that's weird. It's like, that I, seems very I don't strange. feel very protected by the Littitz Pennsylvania this Police Department. sounds like marketing stunt. Marketing strategy. 
Well, yeah, because if you don't hit like the Lidditz community when you're marketing a multi-million dollar movie, then you're doing it wrong. It's true. All right. A Maryland man who won nearly $17,000 from a lottery that he played over Labor Day weekend said he won the $19,000 from the same exact game that he played on the same weekend two years before. That's weird. I know. So he's 61 years old. Uh, his name has not been released because he, like Greg Nibbler, is going to keep all of his money to himself and not tell anybody that he won. I would. That's what I would do. I, well, no, it's not that I would keep it to myself. Eventually, you know, it'd start trickling out to people. But no one would know that I won, though. I would keep that a secret, like a secret secret to myself. Granted, $1,700 isn't like the same. Seventeen hundred or $17,000? $17,000. $17,000. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, but if I won like the, the $400 million style jackpot, yeah. I would, I would keep my mouth shut. Mouth shut. Mouth shut. All right. So the 61-year-old winner, whose name has not been released, told Maryland Lottery officials that he usually plays the pick four drawing, but will occasionally branch out to play other games when the mood strikes. He decided to play Race Tracks, which is a simulated horse racing game. Have you ever played that one? During um, the Labor Day, I weekend. may have actually in Vegas. He says, I'm a pick four man, but certain numbers, when I see them, just stick in my mind. When I put enough of them together in my head, I get a ticket for a different different game like Multimatch or Kino. Multimatch or Kino. Uh, so the man played the number 7, 8, 10, and 11, and the virtual horses associated with those numbers ended up in first, second, third, and fourth places in the simulated race. Well, when he went to collect some of his pick four winnings, he checked his racetracks ticket, and he found out that he won $17,000. So it was... He said he was stunned because it was weird deja vu because it immediately dawned on him that exactly two years to the day previously he won his biggest prize ever, which is on the same racetracks game that he hadn't played since then. Where well, that he means won nineteen thousand dollars. Two years in the future, then you have to go to it. Yeah, I know, right? He said everything happened almost exactly the same way at the, almost exactly the same time. So he said he plans to take his winnings to the bank, but a portion might go to taking his wife on a vacation. Hmm. It's being noted in the live chat really quick. Nipple says, but don't you think you'd buy something that'd tip people off that you somehow came into a bunch of money? He's challenging the idea that uh, that I could keep it from people. I could keep it for a while. I could definitely keep it for for a while. Thing is, if I if I won it like I was with a bunch of people, I'm like, oh, let's look at the winning lottery numbers, and like I hit it all. I would quietly put it in my pocket. I wouldn't say a word, and I would just leave. Mm-hmm. And I would go straight home, and I would get in a vehicle or hire a vehicle to take me to the uh, lotto offices. And oh that's no, at where that point wait. you just yeah you don't even Oops. drive because you probably have to. Because I know you probably like have some fancy like bottle of liquor that you've been saving. And oh have no, a, have a swig of that. Nope, I'm not tipping anybody off to what's going on until after I'm already have it secure because that's murdering money. Like somebody, if I tip it off to somebody. Like say I like get a get some kind of a ride down there, like I call a service, because I don't want anybody to know, and I tell them what I'm going down there for. That's murdering money. Like I'd be, I'd be off on the side of a gravel road. No one would know the difference. Got to keep it to myself. Okay. Keep my secrets. Yeah, you could have already won, and I don't even know it. It's true. You wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would know it. All right. Thank you to everybody who sent me this story. Here it goes. A woman on a Tinder date has made international news after getting stuck in a window while trying to retrieve a piece of feces that she threw out of it. 
<laughs> what? This is on her Tinder date. What? This poor woman. All right, so this is it's somewhere in England. So the guys. It smells like it's really burning. Do you smell uh, that? Is there more smoke coming in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. <clears throat> focus, focus. Uh, so this guy's name is Liam Smith. Now, he had a Tinder date that he now says he will never forget because the woman threw her poop out of the window because the toilet that she had used wouldn't flush. <laughs> <laughs> She then had to be rescued after she got stuck in the window trying to retrieve it. This is the worst thing ever. So uh, Smith told uh, the BBC that the date was going very well at first. The two had a dinner and had gone back to his place to drink wine and watch a movie. Um, So things changed when she excused herself to use the restroom and then came back with a, quote, panicked look in her eye. Um... So I guess the window that the woman used uh, to open, it wasn't just a one-paned window. It was a double-paned window. <laughs> so when she threw it out, what she thought was a space between the buildings was actually the space between the two window panes, oh. which was inside of the window. So uh, the poop got stuck in there. Uh, and that's what they called the twilight zone. It was in the twilight zone that my date had thrown her poo. So Smith said that... After she brought him back into the bathroom, uh, he left the bathroom to get a hammer to try and smash the window, but his date decided to try and climb down and grab it herself and got stuck. Uh, He said they tried to loosen her, but... Greg, oh my god. That is... Trying to spice it up. That's disgusting. If you're going to keep playing crappy sounds, I'm putting the fan on. No, no, so no. If you're it's making... Good. It's fine. If it's, it's bad fine. noises anyway. All right, so she decided to wedge herself in there to try and grab it, got stuck. Um, so he tried to loosen her but started growing concerned, so he had to call the fire department. <laughs> and once they had composed themselves, they set to working uh, to remove her from the window. Oh, my God. What his was she going to do with it when she fished it out of there? Just try to get rid of it? Well, his date was able to be rescued, and she wasn't injured in the process. Um... His window, however, was completely destroyed, leading him to set up a crowdfunding page to replace his window. Oh, my so God. He was quoted 300 euros uh, to replace the window, and as a postgraduate student, that's a significant uh, chunk of my monthly budget. So he went to raise, uh, he went on to raise well over 300. He raised about 1,200 euro for the window. He and his date decided to divide the extra cash between uh, charities, one for firefighters and one for an organization that maintains flushing toilets in developing countries. So the poop incident wasn't enough to turn Smith away from the date. He said he has since gone on a second date with the woman. I was going to say, you kind of have to at that point, don't you? Okay, Rossi seemed like a real jerk. To which he describes her as I mean, at that point, a lovely kinda, girl. It's all on the table. I mean, you don't have to like hide anything. Like, what do you have to hide at that point? There's not much. Like, I tried to fish my own feces out of your double-paned window and got stuck, and they had to call the fire department. Like, there it is. It's all on the table at that point. Very true, Greg. Somebody please cut that out and send that to me. <laughs> no. And finally, I have a story involving a New Zealander. I just realized our window's open, too, and they can't hear all of this. They just heard no, they me just hear saying you. that. They just loudly. hear you. They can't hear me. 
Greg, let me tell you a little tale. No, do not close that window. It is already too hot in here. Greg's mouthing. It's fine. It's hot. Just because you don't get as sweaty as I do. Oh, crap. Hang on. My phone just shut down. All right, Greg. Four words for you. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. New Zealand sex witch. New Zealand's technically one word. No, it isn't. It's two. Well, yeah, but it's technically it's one word. No. It's a place. You're one person, but your name is Greg Nibbler. That's two words. Just because something... New Zealand. Are you kidding me right now? So is... I'm sorry, I can't even, like, understand what you're even trying to say. So is New York just one word? Well, I guess it depends on if you count it as a a person plays your thing. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, it's not just me, right? Two words went for you. Jesus. New Zealand sex what? Sex witch. Sex witch, okay. All right, I'm sorry, I got distracted by your craziness. All right, well, a former New Zealand stripper has now reinvented herself as a magical sex witch and is now an expert in orgasm-boosting spells. This is what she claims. Oh, wow. I'm taking a look at the sex witch. All right, well, stop looking at her. Listen to me tell you about the sex witch. So her name is Shaney Marie. She's 31 years old. 31 years young has swapped her sleazy stripper career for a new life helping couples and dissatisfied single people have more uh, fulfilling love lives. She is one of New Zealand's most respected sex witches. I don't know how many of how them many there are. How many are there? Yeah. Who are the uh, ones that are not respected? Well, Shaney Marie was inspired to make the change after realizing as she was stripping that her male customers weren't looking for boobs to ogle, but no, no, no. They were looking for deeper meaning into their own lives. But really, I think they were probably just looking at boobs. Yeah. But she said that they're looking for deeper meanings. She said, well, when I was a stripper, I noticed most men were coming to me in search of deeper connections and had nowhere else to turn to. I looked back to ancient times. Okay. There were once temples where men would seek counsel and healing from erotic dancers. This has since been distorted. Modern strip clubs are a power play. Men objectify women, but women objectify them with their wallets. It is no longer a place of love, and there's not a lot of respect on either side. I decided to return to the older roots and bring on an awakening. This is when she decided to become a sex witch, because that sounds like I mean, it something sounds like a, a lot pretty classier good... than a stripper. It's like, yeah. I'm not a stripper anymore. I'm a sex witch. I'm a sex witch, Mom. Mom, take me seriously. I'm a sex witch. Uh, So she decided to bring on the awakening by becoming a sex witch. Uh, She said um, she worked as a stripper when she realized that men wanted a deeper connection. I'm just going to. I don't think so. Spirituality is the best way to help recondition ourselves with erotic subtleties. So Shaney, who classifies herself as a pansexual, which means not being limited by gender, also classifies herself as an ecosexual, which means that she finds nature and the earth quite sexual and claims a gust of wind can turn her on. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Well, she says, I'm in a heterosexual relationship but open to explore life. 
Uh, I am also ecosexual, which is about being turned on by the elements. Well, if you are going to be in Europe anytime soon, she's going to be there sharing her secrets and spells for better sex with orgasmic pleasure. She said it means surrendering, your, surrendering to pleasure such as the winds blowing on your skin. The elements are important to witches. Spellcrafting can involve boosting pleasure. So um, if you'd like to, I'm sure you could look her up and find out where she's going to be. She's now based in Melbourne, Australia, even though she says... And she says business is booming and she's getting even more clients thanks to idiots like me who are repeating this story. Her clients are taught rituals like praying at love altars, erotic dance workshops, and using crystals. Uh, she also casts spells known as sex magic because, of course, it, sex magic. This, she's a sex witch. It has to be sex magic. Um, How many bands were formed in like high schools, like grunge bands and garages named Sex Magic? Uh, so I'm going to have to write a courage song called Sex Magic, actually, now that I think about it. I think you should make one called Sex Witch. I think sex that's one's called Sex Witch! Yeah, that might have to happen. Uh-huh. I think that's better than Sex Magic. Um, so she, sex so her witch. services can extend Cast to wherever. Cast a spell on me, Sex Witch. Are you sure that isn't already like a Spinal Tap song? It, it kind of sounds like one. Oops, I pressed yeah. one. All right, so uh, if you are interested in the sex witch services, uh, you can get a face-to-face sexual com- uh, consultation with her. Uh, she has a Skype number that you can call. You can Skype with her. <laughs> oh, let's Skype with her right sex now. Witch. We're not doing that. Uh, she says that her, her clientele is mostly male, uh, span the ages between 20 to 70. They're in the hundreds. She says she has hundreds of sex witch followers. As she said, sex witchery usually involves using ancient pagan ways of uh, unlocking greater pleasure pathways. She says, beyond the bedroom and the sexy stuff, her services offer therapeutic qualities to victims of depression and trauma. She says she can cure, tenderly cure trauma with her sex magic. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she'll be uh, bringing her new age sex magic counseling to Europe this month. They'll be visiting London and Irish cities as part of her international tour. You know... We do have a couple, a few friends that live in Ireland now. We do. We're going to see if some of them will take one for the team and go to the Sex Witch Seminar. Ah, uh, that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us and let us know. Right. Also, Fun Employment Radio will be making a trip over there here uh, not before too long. Hopefully soon. And um, maybe we'll have to visit some sex witches. Yes. Ew. No. No. All right. There you have it. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. Sex witch. She's my sex witch. Yeah, okay. I can definitely work with that. I can make something. Can you make something sex witch with sandwich? And mm, I don't know if I'll do that or not. I haven't decided yet. I feel like I could write the song for you. I don't think it's necessary. But uh, I'll sure? let you know. I'll let okay. you know if that works out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, a couple of things I do want to remind everybody of. And that is, again, this. That coming up on... September 17th, the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup. We will be having our live show. Say this, the live show will commence at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time. 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time on Sunday, Mm -hmm. September 17th. Uh, Come there beforehand. Landmark's going to be open. And uh, it's going to be a great time to hang out, watch the show live. It's free. And then the Brewers Cup will commence after that. We've gotten opening ceremonies. It's just a ton of amazing things. And our fine friends at Monkey Shoulder Scotch are going to be also sponsoring the day. In addition to all of our breweries. Uh, So it's going to be a really great time. I mean, breweries, I'll give you a sampling of some of the breweries. Ninkasi. Mm. Worthy. Oh. Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. Ooh. Those are three of the many breweries that will be there that day, just to wow. give you a little bit of a sample. That so that, uh, perhaps a little bit of a lesion. 
Elysian Brewing. Ah, I love Elysian Brewing. I do too. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great day. So September seventeenth, come on out there. And again, December second. I am sorry we can't say what exactly is happening, but it's something you want to be here in town for. December second. Save that day for people coming in from out of town. Um, I noticed. I believe our friend Craig from Michigan's already planning on coming. Uh, our friend Lisa from California has already got her ticket to fly oh, up. Awesome! Not even knowing what the event is, she's already coming. So it's we won't uh, let you down. No, it's hopefully. it's going to be fun. Oh God! What if no, don't say it like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just sets us up for. Oh <laughs> man, now I'm stressed. All right. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> people are begging. Uh, our friend Jess in the chat says, "Great show, but for the love of God, please get Sarah's computer back." Oh my God. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for all of your support. This won't stop applauding. Greg, stop it. <laughs> Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Tomorrow on the show... I'm going to be making some ball talk predictions. We'll have that. We'll have lots of other things. Um, oh, one quick announcement. Uh, one other thing that I did want to say is that if you are going to Rose City Comic Con this weekend, Rose City Comic Con is here in Portland, uh, I believe, or three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. At least that's when I'm going to be there because I will be emceeing a bunch of the panels at the event. And Ooh. I can't tell you exactly which ones because I don't 100% know myself. Uh, <laughs> so he's not playing coy. He not just playing coy. Know. I'm just not 100% uh, which ones, but I know I'll be as part of the Future Con section. Oh, people are asking, uh, Greg, we still need an update on the predictions you made uh, this past weekend. I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Don't really know. So I can tell you if that's the way he's answering, he was completely 100% incorrect. That doesn't sound like me. Mm. That doesn't sound like something that I would be. Uh, anyway, there we go. So we will work hard to get Sarah's computer back. We'll have some kind of solution here lined up. Uh, one other quick side note. In the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live for live subscribers, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. It really does help out. Courtney sent a link to something. The uh, records place where you can look for records of your property mm-hmm. is about five blocks away from here. Seriously? And they're open till four. Let's go. And I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go with you. Let's go. All right. We'll check it out. Okay. All right. There we go. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.